Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Shauna Theriault as well as Jarrett McKenzie. And I think this music just runs on forever no matter what button you push. <laughs> I think Kelly Lynn fixed Karaoke. me up. It's, uh, it's hard. Uh, you can reach us at uh, 770-429-9166. Uh, and we have uh, we, we love to answer financial questions. Uh, we will get to that a little bit later. Uh, you can also, and we have one of these today as well, you can call in on our question hotline. It's uh, 1-855-429-9166. Uh, and you can also reach us online. You can email us at... Uh, uh, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R, Hensler. Uh, if you just wanted to do that on Google, you can probably figure out our, our, uh, uh, our what am I thinking of? The, the, <laughs> our website? Sean, you're looking at me. The expert <laughs> line? <laughs> our website. It's a website. It's a website. I'm <laughs> not very technically savvy. I can't even say the word. How about that? Anyway, you can catch us on Facebook, Snapchat, I think, maybe even LinkedIn. I know we're on LinkedIn. Snapchat, I'm not so I'm sure I'm not of. sure, but I don't know. I'm not maybe, that. maybe that's in the forefront of my mind because we got a question about it this oh, week, and right. hopefully we get to that one. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a new audio line, and we got a call this week from Daniel with a question about McDonald's, and we'll just listen to see what he's got to say, then we'll answer the question. Hi, this is Daniel from Lawrenceville. Uh, my question is, I saw an article recently um, about McDonald's customers not liking the healthier options they've added in recent years, which has caused the company to lose some market share. Um, I've owned McDonald's stock for about five years, and I haven't really seen this stock hurting. What do you think about what they did wrong, uh, and how they'll move forward? Thanks. All right, Daniel, uh, what did they do wrong? I couldn't tell you because I'll be honest with you. Uh, it, the stock has done extremely ob- well. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. Been, it's been awesome for the last couple of years. And uh, part, of the, part of the news that was uh, the reason that they had kind of a revenue turnaround and uh, they had drawn so much attention was because of their all-day breakfast. Oh, when, yeah. you know, we, we saw the all-day breakfast uh, introduced. What was that? Late 2015, I believe it was. Uh, and the stock is up over 30 percent in the last couple of years. I mean, how in the world do you? So you think people just go there for the breakfast? No, but I think <laughs> I think the additions to well, revenues that, and that certainly gave it breakfast. a jolt, didn't it? I it mean, did. It, it, yeah, it absolutely. It, it helped revenues for sure. And you know, I, I sit and read uh, some of these. Uh, I've seen statistics, and you know what they say about statistics. It's a uh, a, uh, a lies, they blank are. lies, and statistics in that order as far as uh, you know whether or not you want to listen to the stuff. But I've heard that uh, millennials are really not big McDonald's fans. I don't, I don't know that I get it. Uh, but I read through the article. He was he was kind enough to send us an email with the article, and I was I was able to read through it. And basically, what it's saying is uh, that yes, there is a faction in the market that wants um, that wants healthier choices and they don't want them from McDonald's. Hmm. Now, maybe that's true, but I think McDonald's probably did a good thing. If you recall a few years ago, there was some, some uh, news about people, uh, especially lower income individuals who would eat at McDonald's quite often. It's not really McDonald's fault, but they were going to be sued because they didn't have healthier options. So right. uh, I know if you go there, I take my kids there. Yeah. Maybe I'm an sure. unfit father. Who knows? <laughs> 
But uh, the the thing is, uh, you can get apples with your apple. Yeah. You can. You don't have to eat the fries. Right. You can get water. You don't have to drink out of the fountain. I mean, there's there's all kind sure. of options, and why wouldn't you want options? If uh, you know somebody goes into to McDonald's, you can have it either way, right? You can yeah. eat it fried and greasy as you want. But the story that I think he's referencing is is um, more about when you go to McDonald's, you want just that that uh, burger joint experience. And and I'm not so sure that what you're seeing in in a uh, reduction in market share. And, and let's face it. Market share is tough to, to get a fix on. Yeah. Um, I have seen statistics that show maybe 4%. In fact, it was in the story uh, that, that he's talking about. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that is kind of a uh, – things tend to overshoot. When you got the ability to get uh, breakfast all day long, right. people go there you know, early in the, in the uh, cycle, enjoy the breakfast, and then as time goes on, it wears off a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if that's it. Uh, Let's face it, as, a, as an investment, McDonald's is awesome. Some of the most profitable businesses, uh, return on assets, 14.3%. Uh, long-term growth expectations, uh, about better than 9.5% annually. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, dividend, almost 3% in the dividend. I know yeah. we, uh, we recommend the stock internally, uh, and many of the folks that have bought it, bought it 10 years ago. Yeah. Think about the return, the, the uh, yield on cost, especially if you bought it 30% ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, right. the, the dividend uh, relative to the cost of this stock, if you bought it back then, is yeah. still awesome. So uh, EVA spread, which I like to look at a lot, which is return on invested capital minus the cost of capital uh, at almost 15%, 14.93. It is very rare to find a stock uh, in the market today that has fundamentals that, that are supported like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still believe that, that McDonald's is awesome. Um, when it comes to fast food, they're at the top of the chain, kind of the king of the hill, hill effect. And it, it wouldn't be surprised for people to come at them and, and knock down market share here and there. But I think they've done a pretty good job of not only uh, maintaining but growing it with some of the ideas they've had in the past few years. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear they're doing much wrong. I mean, I, I certainly think they're moving in the right direction. You almost have to come up with a healthy solution these days. If you don't have that, you you are effectively cutting off some of the otherwise what would be market share. Right. And so while while some of the market share may have declined, as Daniel mentioned, certainly isn't hurting their business. But you know, I mean, having the healthy solution might bring in somebody. Yeah, they're going to get a salad, but maybe they get a McFlurry too. Yeah. Well, you know, think about it, the mothers out to, there. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've got kids, and when my kids were two years old, they see the arches and they want to go there. They had never been to McDonald's. Right. How in yeah. the world? I, it's marketing. Right. They've, they've been marketed to on the television, yeah. and it looked like an awesome thing to go do. Even get the non-electronic toy. I, yeah. <laughs> who, who don't like a little bit of value added with the meal, right? <laughs> that's right. Sometimes I yeah. get the, that, the that's uh, actually a really meal good point. just so I can get the toy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> branding is, is drives a lot of their business. That's a great point. Because right. I, I did see what, something once that... They showed children, I think it was under five, you know, the Nike check, the McDonald's arches, a few other things that you'd think that they would know, maybe maybe more patriotic-related stuff. And they identified the arches before anything else. Yeah. And, and they had no idea, you know. Yeah, what it means. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but they could identify it. So I know uh, some moms are driving down the road. It's lunchtime. You see the you see the arches and the kids start yelling. What are you going to do? <laughs> Once in a while, you're going to pull in and say, oh, whatever, yeah. make some hush. Yeah. And while you're in there, you can get the kids something that's 
maybe not the healthiest, but you could yeah. also eat healthy. I mean, why in the world wouldn't you have options? And when, it's the, when they're on every corner, I mean, it makes it that much easier to do if you just swing in because yeah. everywhere you look, <laughs> they're yeah. there. And don't they own all the real estate? I mean, I, I, well, I think they have I read a lot of somewhere. Franchises. Right, but all the, all the uh, pieces of property that the McDonald's are on, the lots, I, th- I think are – they have a big real estate portion of their business, don't they? Yeah, I know that. I would I uh, would have to check in too deeper, but I, I do believe that a, a whole lot of their real estate is owned. In fact, it's a, a you know this is some of the ways that uh, current day uh, um, inv- well investment, uh, especially like uh, private equity firms, try to buy into a company and then they'll you know do a sell lease back and and release value in their own minds. This happened with, uh, not Red Lobster, but uh, uh, some of the restaurant companies are doing that these days. I know Eddie Lampert did it with Kmart when he wanted to buy. Uh, mm. You know, he bought Kmart, sold the real estate, and was able to take the, the cash and go buy other businesses. But, uh, uh, yeah, that real estate, and especially when you think about it, the land is on the books more yeah. often than not at cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been there for 30, 40 years. How much appreciation and value mm-hmm. do you think that's yeah. happened there? So uh, it, that's a tactic that a lot of folks use, uh, you know, with private equity firms to try to do that. It's If I'm telling you about it on the radio, it's no secret anymore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, Daniel, hang on to your McDonald's. We're still big fans. Um and I think while he have lost a little bit of market share, it's still, you know, the king and uh, still doing great. Fundamentals are, are awesome. Uh, we got another question here from Robert from Marietta. Says, I'm interested in your opinions on Snapchat. It had a nice, strong open, and now it seems to just be plodding along. I was expecting it to skyrocket like Facebook. I think Facebook stumbled out of the blocks much worse it than did. Uh, did. Yeah, much worse than Snapchat did. But, uh, you know, all that uh, in the background, what is Snapchat? Something my daughters are not allowed to get. No, you know what? Something my daughters are not allowed to get either, and I don't know Mm -hmm. when I'd be comfortable. No. You know, I I got kids that are teenagers, and uh, there's really no reason for anything that you send or receive to disappear, but that's the way they do it. Snapchat is a a huge, just like most of these other technologies today, if you can get the app on your phone, it's an advertising piece, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. um, Well, it's funny. I was reading that Snap. As I guess it, they've been, changed it, right? Right. Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not Snapchat chat anymore. And I think it did it right about the same time. It, mm-hmm. it IPO'd or initial public sure. offering had uh, March first of this year, so it's been out less than a month. Um, I think you can't short a stock until it's 30 days in the market, yeah. so you can't <laughs> even short it yet. But uh, um, well, they they appear to have their hands in quite a bit of things now. You know, it's funny because the story I read was about how it started, and it was about this disappearing video app, and now right. it's just morphed into so much more. Uh, but you know, anytime a company IPOs like that, initially the people who are making the money are those that underwrote the initial public offering or that IPO that happened. Now, it's right. not to say there's not real value there and that you can't make it or continue to make it going forward, but it's probably going to take some time to establish a trend of profitability and those kind of things for the market to really get a good hold on what is the true value of this because right now traders are making money. No. Well, even the company's been talking about it. It's it's going to be advertising no matter what they do. Um, right. But, you know, all things considered, uh, IPO'd at $17.00. Right now, it trades for a little better than 2250. Uh, has uh, negative ROE 38.7%, mm-hmm. uh, negative EVA spread 42.3% growth in revenue. This is where the stock has has got any uh, attraction, if it's got any at all. Uh, 
over the last three years, 1,942% increase in revenue. Uh, over the past 12 months, around 590%. So uh, revenue is growing. I think they probably just got that figured out so that they can uh, – uh, you know, get uh, get more in the revenue stream. They'll probably be profitable at some point, but we cannot recommend speculating. <laughs> and that's what this is, a speculation. And yep. Until they get some earnings, let's hang on. Let's watch it a little while. All right, we've got uh, John from Noonan who uh, writes, I've been watching Brascom SA for a little over six months. It seems to be growing faster than other chemical companies and has a pretty good dividend yield. Uh, would you recommend this as a buy? I, I would have an idea that uh, probably over the last six months, especially over the last 10 or 12 months, maybe back even as far as February of last year, uh, you would see that most chemical companies have uh, appreciated, and there's a good reason for that. Oil has appreciated. Uh, but it's really, you know, trying to buy something off the fact that it's it's going up. Let's hurry up. <laughs> Dr. Gene used to say, Dr. Gene used to say, yeah, this thing's been flying. He said, uh, let's hurry up and buy it before it goes down. Uh, <laughs> exactly the wrong thing that you want to do, right? Uh, but the symbol on this company, I almost hate to give out because I am at the end going to be telling you not to buy it, but uh, it's BAK. Uh, it is a, a chemical company out of Brazil. Uh, they uh, create petrochemicals, polyolefins, vinyls. You know, it's uh, got yeah, US, U.S., Europe. Uh, uh, exposure, uh, as well as obviously South America doing some stuff in Brazil. Uh, This really is not the kind of company that I would normally recommend. Uh, Not very profitable. Uh, It's got expected growth of negative 1.2% in uh, earnings. So uh, even though it has been profitable recently, uh, as far as an investment goes with the stock going up, the, the underlying business is not a very profitable one. Uh, you know, ROA of 4.3%, it's very uh, indebted with a 62.5% return on equity, which means it has very little equity if you're only mm-hmm. getting uh, return on assets of slightly over 4%. does have uh, a dividend that's at 7.38%. I say it all the time. If your dividend is over 5%, there's probably a problem. The market is telling you that that's not sustainable. All right, guys, we do have quite a few more questions. We'll see how many we can get to. Uh, one of them here is from Carla from Ackworth. says, uh, I'm a grandparent, and I want to help with uh, education costs. However, because of my age, I likely won't be around when my children, when my grandchildren go to college. I have specific wishes, the type of school they attend and where they live. How can I guarantee my money will be used how I wish? That's a tough question, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's um, pretty dynamic. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're giving the money and you want to make sure that things happen the way you wish, um, you guys got a solution for that one? Well, really, I, I, you know, we we were talking about this uh, during the break, and really, the only thing you can do is to um, direct from the grave, if you will, is to have something in trust, a document that tells the trustee exactly what you want done with the money and how and there could be gifting issues of that but you can set up an education trust um, to direct where the money goes so really you know there, there's a lot of um, strategies for gifting during your lifetime and and paying for college during your lifetime but the only way to direct from the grave is in trust all right yeah there are a lot of planning planning strategies to you know plan for grandchildren or children for that matter uh, you know there's a lot of options available these days and ones that make a lot of sense but to Shauna's point 
If you want guarantees, the only way you're going to get that beyond the grave, as she said, is is to establish the trust, which there can be a lot of caveats with that. So while you would be getting the benefit of having some decision-making power, you know, post-mortem, you might also, uh, you know, run into issues like, you know, your gifts are irrevocable. So once that happens, you can't go back and change your mind down the road if the grandchild upsets you or something along right. those lines. Right. You know, so there, you can't, okay. there's no so take you can't backs. take the money back, and they'll be getting to go to the school you wanted them to, not getting that. Uh, That's right. And, you know, I mean, the trust taxes are higher, and you're going to run into legal and accounting fees and those kinds of things. And so there there are some, some cons, if you will. And, and while the pro is certainly that, yes, that that's going to be as close to a guarantee as you can get, you know, giving the trustee some direction as to here are my wishes and this is how I'd like the money to be used. Uh, there's going to be some, some drawbacks to that as well. So uh, you, you kind of got to weigh what's right and what makes the most sense for you, Carla. But uh, that's the only way you're going to get a guarantee in this respect. And, you know, as we said, there's a lot of other ways you can go about planning for college. And, you know, if you want to know more about those, you can cer- certainly reach out to us and we can help you with uh, what those options might be for you. But as far as guarantees go, the, the trust is going to be about your own and the, route. The language you would expect in there is either going to a specific school. I wouldn't you name it the money, or, right? Or, or a type of school, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It, the it, degree, it, maybe. You know, even. gosh forbid, if if a school went under, then you know, you're really limiting what a trustee oh, can yeah. do. But yeah, you know, no you may be able to. And I'm not an attorney. We do have attorneys that can help you. But you know, you may be able to set aside a portion in your will that says, okay, upon my death, I want this portion to go to this trust for this. So you're not really funding yeah. it right now, right. but it's funded when you die. And so obviously, the longer you live, um, the less that you need in trust. So maybe you are able to see the grandkids go to college, and you just change language in the will. So there's right. ways around that you can work with it as well. well. And you can stipulate too that you don't maybe you don't want the grandson buying the Corvette to go off to college so that maybe it's only used for tuition and books and right. room and board, things like that. I mean that, that would be some of the direction that I would expect to see in a trust like this you know, so that it's not used for these other things that, hey, I'm going to college and because of that I want to buy this really nice car. No, if you want it to be used specifically for school and, and things that you know you would approve of, then the trust would allow you to do that. All right. Um, I'm not trying to make light of her situation, but if I could uh, make sure that my daughters don't date until they're 40, you think I could write a trust that says you don't get any money? You guys are well, laughing at me. Well, Come on. You could. This I don't know how well it holds up. for a day. 40? I mean, you know, I want them to be You mature. want her to be 50 when she has kids? Hey, There's health problems with that, too, you uh, know. Uh, All right. I I might have known that I was going to get pushed back. Oh, yeah, just a little. All right. Uh, Got another one here. Sylvia and Douglas from Kennesaw uh, says, uh, we saw that Sears dropped pretty significantly yesterday. I must have gotten this one this week. Uh, Seems like they've hit a rock bottom. It's a cheap. Is it cheap enough to buy? Um, No. (laughs) And it won't be. (laughs) The the question... (laughs) The question about uh, that I would ask initially is, why did they drop? And I'll tell you why they dropped, because this week they came out and they talked about the fact that uh, there might be some issues with them as a going concern. So, Shauna, as a CPA, what does that mean? A going concern. Going concern. Uh, generally, it means that within the next 12 months, the They're business illiquid. may mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah, the main the business the, may not work at all. A vague mean, it, way of saying we're in trouble. Fold up and go. Well, I mean, it, you would have to not read the news at all to know that they haven't been in trouble. Uh, just uh, this month, they sold. I think it was the ninth of March. They sold off uh, one of their um, most 
expensive, most valuable brands. And Craftsman, they sold it to uh, Stanley Black & Decker. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start selling off your assets, says, that mm-hmm. is a huge negative. And, you know, they said they got $900 million, I believe, for the, for the asset. But if it's got value at all, you would expect that it was going to be able to, to uh, generate more than $900 million dollars worth of value in the future, you know, if, if yeah. managed properly. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the show about Kmart being sold for its for its uh, real estate. Uh, what Eddie Lampert bought, the CEO of Sears Holding, uh, bought K, uh, Sears with with the money. He was He's also the CEO of Kmart and um, I think uh, has a huge stake in AutoZone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're when you're uh, seeing a guy who's who's done some really brilliant things financially, um, it doesn't always translate into you know being able to run a retailer, especially in such a market as we have today, where it seems like everything's under pressure of Amazon. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know we see loads and loads of retailers that are still struggling. I think uh, not long ago H H Greg came out and talked about bankruptcy. Uh, there's there's lots of businesses, retail businesses that are under pressure. Uh, you know. If you think about it, Sears was uh, kind of the the um, Amazon of old. You could get right. a catalog in the mail. It had everything <laughs> a man would want, a woman would want, a person, anybody. I mean, and more. And you know, you thumb through the book, you call the phone number, and voila, it shows up, or it shows up in the store, and you can go pick it up. Well, that's one of the things I was going to ask you. I mean, how, how did they get here? Because it, it was a powerhouse at right. one point, you know. Yeah. And, and I've always, always known them for their appliances, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of right. people, Sears is a lot of different things to different people, and people today don't think of Sears at all when no. they go out and make a purchase. No. And part of that, you have to assume, is marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is they, they didn't move with the digital times. You can still get that insert in your Sunday paper, which used to work. Uh, but it just isn't working these days. And, uh, you know, a little bit of information. They do expect that earnings will grow 10% over the next three to five years annually. Uh, but earnings growth looking the other direction is negative. Uh, in fact, almost 10% over mm-hmm. the last five years. Uh, earnings have fallen. Um, you've got uh, revenue that, revenue growth that's fallen. It's negative uh, 12%. Uh, but some of the numbers that are even worse, you got ROA negative 8.4 percent. This is this is another one of those companies that it's just not viable. And you look at the EVA spread again. This is return on invested capital less the cost of that capital. Their cost of capital with 84 percent debt at 5 percent is about 5 percent. Mm-hmm. So you know you've got uh, you've got a business. It, you, can, you can't tell me that that's a, an arm's-length loan. That's Eddie Lampert putting money into the business right. as a loan. Uh, so, you know, all things considered, I, I think that uh, uh, you hear the, the bells tolling for Sears, and it's yeah. sad. All right, guys, well, uh, we probably need to wrap up at this point. I'm going to ask Shauna, somebody that's a little more reasonable, <laughs> what do you think the market might do this week, Shauna? It's going to be up. Market up. I like that. Yeah, if you want to guess. But if you want the answer, I can tell you. Here we go. Here goes uh, Mr. <laughs> Contra McKenzie. What you got there, buddy? I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be down. But that, what that really that means, means it's, it's, be it's up. going so up. That means I'm right. All That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, I don't want right. to be contrary to Shauna. A little confirmation to Shauna's up. All right. Um, well, you know me. I'm the broken record. I say the market's going up. And uh, we'll talk to you about it next week. You've listened to Money Talks. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Take care.
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.